Welcome back to all my skate videos. This is a substitute episode because we had an episode originally planned with Grind Queen Trucks to talk about rock audio, but that was on a laptop that got broken during a bike ride this summer from Boston to New York, and the laptop's still being worked on. Uh, say some prayers for that laptop. When that episode is retrieved, it'll get posted. But as of now, it's MIA. So if you're curious what this episode's all about, it's a substitute episode for that. But I think we're going to have a nice little chat. I'm here with Mike, a friend of mine that I know from Temple University. Uh, shout out Cecil Report. Uh, Mike, how are things going? Yeah, pretty well. Didn't skate today, uh, but taking a day off relaxing. So it's been a nice, easy day. Perfect. Perfect. Good enough to pod at uh, 730 yeah. in the evening on a Wednesday. I appreciate yeah. that. Um, so I've called upon you because you had some role at Woodward. Could you tell us about your role that you had at Woodward recently? Um, <clears throat> so I was at the Colorado location at Copper Mountain. Uh, I kind of had two different jobs during the summer. I ran all of like the off snow camps and programming. So it was like, uh, I ran the scooter camp, skateboard camp, BMX, <clears throat> BMX camp, and like a multi-sport camp. And then one year they had a, uh, uh, mountain bike camp, but that kind of bit the dust. Uh, and then during the winter, um, I ran a lot of the indoor programming, like in the facility they had, they only had like, it's, it's not like the East coast one where there's like 11 different buildings. It's like one just kind of fairly big one. Uh, but they put a lot of money into the snow, but that was what they did up there was pretty cool, but, uh, ran a lot of more like the skate oriented kind of stuff over there. Okay. And so I've called upon you to share some of your experience working at Woodward if you went to the Pennsylvania location and how you got intertwined with that. So that's the whole premise of this episode is that we're going to chat with Mike about Woodward camp, his experiences there. Hopefully we get some good stories out of that. Um, so I guess start with how you ended up at Woodward and it was not Woodward East, right? No, it was copper. Um, okay. And in like just West of like 75 miles West of Denver. Sure. And were you a camper at Woodward East ever? I've never been to a summer camp ever. Never? Never As came up? Ever, no. Okay. Were you ever aiming for it? Was that an idea ever? Or was it just mm. not something you were that interested in? I Yeah, I wasn't interested at all, really. Okay. Kind of so, doing my own thing. Respect. So walk us through how you ended up with Woodward Copper. Um, old roommate, an old roommate of mine was working out there, uh, and I was teaching and it was a weird situation at the school at the time. Um, and I texted him and asked him if I could get a skate coach job for the summer. And, uh, I sent him over my resume. <clears throat> Apparently he floated my name during meetings and they created the position for the summer, uh, that they offered me, uh, don't uh, from the sound of it there was like no structure off snow it was kind of just like lord of the flies esque off there and like they needed a little bit and knew i skated and had kind of a background with a little bit of organization um i went out there for that summer uh 
they wanted me to stay, but I had some stuff going on in Philly that I needed to take care of. Uh, I think I came back for like two and a half months and they offered me a, a year round position and it was good enough to move on out there. Do that year round. Well, and so did you start as the skate coach position and work your way up or did they have some other role for you in mind with this year long position? No. So like, uh, originally I, I had no idea they were even doing that. I thought I was just interviewing for a skate coach and they started telling me, they were like, do you have a piece of paper? You could write this down. And they were telling me all these responsibilities. And I was like, ah, oh. and they were like, it was like, as soon as they started talking like leadership team, I was like, all right, I'm not a skate coach. Uh, but I, I, did like skate lessons during the winters and stuff like that when we needed it, when it wasn't a kid trying to do like inverts or something. Yeah. So being in copper, how does, how does skating work out there? It's all in one compound. So it's ideally indoors. Yeah. Um, for the summer camps, like, uh, team pain built skate parks and, um, <clears throat> what was the other one? Brian line built skate park around there, but team pain for the most part has like six skate parks within 10, 12 miles that, place so we would just use coppers like bus system like and i would bus the kids to skate parks that i liked and i worked out deals with the townships with that's good uh, did you have to watch over a cabin during that time i know that when i was a camper at woodward east we try to fail our cabin inspection yeah I, re I remember this is maybe 2003 um one of the campers brought a clown mask and there was a broken bike that <laughs> we lugged into our cabin. And so this one camper in the cabin was dressed up as a clown riding around this broken bike with rage against the machine playing as the door opened for <laughs> the cabin nannies. And we also had a bunch of plastic uh, spoons and forks drop from the door when the door opened. Yeah. <laughs> people were just hiding in their sleeping bags, just looking out to see what was going on. And I remember I had the top bunk near the door and I just saw it open. And then one of the moms said, Oh no. And then just walked right <laughs> back out. And I think the goal we had in mind was to fail it. And our cabin guy was great, but did you have to do anything like that? Watching over a cabin, watching over people being stuck. Me, <clears throat> me personally, no. Uh, they didn't have cabins. It was like a really weird setup. So they had this, I think it was six or seven floors and it was like an old club med because it's on a ski resort. And there's like a Jim Carrey movie that you could find on YouTube called Copper Mountain. And it like, uh, you'd see all the play things and like it, it is that location just with like Woodward signs during the summer. Mm -hmm. But uh, during the summer, they like uh, first, I think, four or so floors, they partition off and like kick all the employees that live there year round up on the like other floors. And it's just like that's summer camp only. And you need these little key cards to get to certain floors uh, via the elevator. But um, no, I, I was done at four o'clock and I had a strict, I'm done at four o'clock policy. That's good. Did you ever feel sympathy for the cabin? hosts any stories absolutely. that ended up coming your way absolutely uh yeah we would have like the, the times that i did have to stay after uh later than four but we, we would have meetings twice a week during summer camp 
and the stories and just like the nonsense that went on. It was, I don't know, it was outrageous. Like, yeah. And uh, I would get the security reports via email the next day and pretty much the entire mountain during that like 10 week of summer camp was exclusively Woodward. So anything that happened, I knew was related to like summer camp. So I don't know. It was, yeah, there was a lot of weird and like just little kid stuff that went on. Does anything come out as the top funniest story or is it tough to kind of narrow down all the shenanigans? One weird one was my boss uh, that winter sold me his old car. um, And it was the first week of summer camp. And his like, I think his in-laws gave him this nice, like super nice new Subaru. And uh, his spot, his spot was like right in front of uh, parking spot was right in front of where the kids would stay. And we came out and there was just like cheeseburger remnants from one of the windows all over the front of his car. I thought that was cool. Um, I remember one kid that I really didn't like punched out a screen like during one of the like festivals in the backyard a Mm -hmm. screen just like got punched out and they kicked him out for that but I thought that was kind of funny because they're all like playing tug of war and screen comes flying down (laughs) oh so yeah it was high up at that point because it was that one yeah it was like yeah was he heated over something or just trying to be a menace uh I didn't get to know that kid well enough. Uh, he was in skate camp, but I don't even think he stepped on the skateboard. Like, cause in the mornings <laughs> I would just go up and like, I don't know, no comply, shove it, kids and stuff, play skate. He would just sit there like playing his phone. Um, even when you tried to engage him, he wasn't into it. So maybe he got sent there reluctantly. I think a lot of kids did. Isn't that such a weird thing where like, if you actually skate, you're so excited to do Woodward. I imagine. I hope that's still the case now, but then there are some kids where they're just sent there because the parents want a week away from them and they are not into it. There were kids that got sent there without anything. Like they're in scooter (laughs) camp and they like didn't have a scooter or anything. So what do those kids do? Do they go to the pro shop? I would like give them one of the rentals for the week or something. Oh, okay. It was, uh, It was pretty small scale uh, compared to the East one. So I could get away with a lot of like patching up easily like that because there was enough equipment. Yeah. And so you did the scootering, the snow, the skate and the bike all four. Is that right? I didn't. I had nothing to do really with the snow during the summer, but it was okay. like all of the other camps like scooter skate, BMX and like they had like this little kid exploratory camp. Okay. Which was your favorite department to monitor watch over uh either uh probably the scooter camp to be honest with you really it was just like yeah because it was chaos (laughs) Um, uh, it's one of those things you can get really good at really fast so you don't realize the consequence of like some of the things you're doing so the amount of kids that like just lean forward and eat their handlebars and like impact anything there's the one quarter pipe that like i swear the one summer knocked out five teeth oh my god it was just like same thing it was just kids smiling uh, mouth open. do they do they have a mini mega out there at copper the way uh, what does so they have like they have one to foam pit and the last year or no the summer after i left somebody built 
uh, one of my old coworkers built like a resi to it uh, okay. over the foam pit because they weren't allowing the foam pits during COVID. Mm-hmm. So, but they tore that down since, which I think kind of sucks. But... Yeah. Do they wash any of the foam in the foam pit? Is that a thing? Washing it? Yeah. So like, they had this. Do they like, ever replace them? Is there a power washer them, yeah, tool? But, yeah. Uh, as far as no, like washing them, that was like one of the things. Like, uh, I would say two to three weeks into working there, I learned real fast not to go in those foam pits. Like, <laughs> I it's disgusting and then like we would have we clean them twice a year before each season like before the winter and before the summer and that was like you put a giant tarp and you just literally throw them all on and like any there's like a team of people picking out crappy looking ones or any ones like swastikas or penises on them and stuff <laughs> and then uh or we like at a certain point we were throwing away so many penis blocks that we would just make them rocket ships uh but yeah, we would, uh, they'd come in on pallets and we'd have to like replace, we'd take out equal parts and we'd uh, like get rid of like those, I would say that was like a 16 to 20 foot box truck. And we would do like three, four runs to the, the dump with those pretty yeah. awful. About yeah I, I remember taking one of those as a souvenir one year and, uh, yeah. the foam never gets out of your pad. So I wear knee pads occasionally when I, yeah intense transition and the foam i think is still in there from 2003 it's it's so gross i threw away the helmet that i had at woodward because it just was covered in blue dust on the inside and it would get in your hair yeah so did you get your own golf cart did you have to share a golf cart ideally you Um, had a walkie-talkie where you just i yeah i had my own walkie-talkie uh but there was like i think there was like four or five golf carts and um, since I was kind of always like going back and forth all over the resort and like they, I just took one, <clears throat> I felt liberty to take one. I like, I don't know. but, uh, yeah. Um, the golf carts were my favorite. I was never like Mike Mo reckless on them, but we raced them and stuff like that. Uh, but there was one that made this real loud backfire noise. I would always try and get that one. <laughs> Announce your arrival. I like that. Yeah, I'll just uh, flying by that sound. Um, I kind of like it. Was there a paintball course the way there is at Woodward East? No, I didn't even know there was one at Woodward East. Yeah, I imagine it's still there. You know, it's been years, but I remember yeah. doing paintball for the first time at Woodward East. It's interesting. Hmm. Um, so you managed the skate area. What were some perks of running that whole skate department of Woodward Copper? Um. <clears throat> the product room and key to that and the key to the building like I, I don't know during even during COVID like uh, I I would say most of March and April I spent in that building by myself just like skating the pump track at the mini ramp <laughs> was anyone else there skating with you? Other rarely one workers? time one time my uh one of my coworkers and friends came in like fixed his car because it was like wet outside and it was an easy dry spot and there was a big garage door and you could pull in got it and so with the skate what do you call it the product closet yeah there's like a product room that was one of uh looking back now especially the stuff i'm wearing <laughs> thoroughly enjoy it 
Yeah. So how was that organized? Was it just brand sending the camp a bunch of product every summer and it's the, just in there or is it organized? Is it by size? Is it by durometer? Oh, it's like just boxes. I would imagine the type that like pro skateboarders get just like tons of stuff in boxes. What would happen is like a, during the winters, uh, right after this one giant like contest that the mountain held, I would start trying to book pros for the weeks. And once uh, they were locked in, the like somebody, I'm not sure who, but somebody, not me, would hit their sponsors up and they would generally send a box or two or three full product for me to give out for the kids. And then like uh, Copper Mountain was sponsored by a bunch of things and Woodward sponsored by like Hot Wheels. So you'd get all these like, I remember the one summer they had had these Hot Wheels fanny packs and the kids were like fighting over them and like trying to buy them off of each other. And I don't know, it was pretty wild. So let me ask, having the key to that closet, did you sell any product for your own beneficial gain? Uh, they got a couple of like polar sleeping bags and like Ray-Bans and stuff like that. So I'm dumb. <laughs> so you sold those? Oh, well, like you get a box. There's like 75 pairs of Ray-Bans in my five or in my pocket. <laughs> Wear one. What Very happens? Expensive. Yeah. Do you just sit on the other four, the other product? I, uh, like a lot of money out there like a lot mm-hmm. of rich kids you get away with like talking mm-hmm. i knew like just being at the skate parks i knew little kids and it's like i don't know like, hey you want to buy a pair of sunglasses 50 bucks <laughs> yeah right. i definitely been a victim to the skate park purchase buying yeah. a ten dollar set of hubba wheels at the x game skate park in atlanta georgia oh pretty funny cord hubba wheels for 10 bucks i remember asking for the money because i'm like oh man that's like cheap like yeah being that young you don't really know the quality or care about if it's a cord wheel you just want some cheap product if possible okay. so you had some product you held on to a little bit of product and you were booking pros are there any noteworthy pros that you booked um because of the, f- I, I, I'm going to guess that there was just like word out there that that's more of like the snowboard one. And if uh, you want to actually skate, go to East or West or something like that. Sure. Because a lot of the pros I would like contact and I know they like got the information <clears throat> and I would offer the money. And it's like essentially a free vacation, one of the nation's most beautiful places, but they just straight up would not hit me back up. A couple of people, like, I remember one Sunday, Saturday morning, I was sitting in bed and Mark Appleyard called me. <laughs> uh, I, like, I DM'd him on Instagram and asked him, I was like, hey, it's my number. I run the skate program at Copper. Like, it's like me dorking out my favorite skateboarder. I'm like, I'm going to get him to come. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. Well, um, what was that call like? I, I don't know. I only, during the summers, I would only have Saturdays off. So I was chilling in the morning and probably going to go skate or do something on my day off. And, uh, I knew I, he had like told me he was going to call me via Instagram and I saw a Long Beach, California number. And I was like, oh man, I like geeked out a little bit, watched his really sorry part afterwards. Um, but I, I don't know. He, uh, 
it was when he was filming for one of those recent parts he had. And the reason he gave me that he wasn't going to come is like just filming deadlines. Mm. Fair enough. Most notable person I've spoken to about that kind of stuff. In yeah, my mind. That seems pretty professional of him too, to just call and be like, Hey, I've got this thing going on. Like, thanks for this opportunity, but I'm going to pass. Money it's, talks. Yeah. Maybe it's the Canada, you know, that's pretty cool. Yeah. That's also. Keeps those bridges open. So you, know, yeah. you know, he's interested. He just can't do it right now. Okay. So you had yeah. Apple Yard, anybody else noteworthy? Um, I mean, like names, you know, uh, uh, Romar came. I, he came every year I was there. I really liked him. Flo uh, Martin? Uh, Kevin Romar, sorry. Oh, Kevin Romar. Okay. Yeah. Uh, but it was like, uh, they definitely weren't getting like the A-listers. Um, <laughs> but, but not that, I don't want to like shit on anybody, but I don't know. It, it's not East. Like Jamie Foy wasn't going to come for those kids. <laughs> uh, so they get a little bit of a vacation out of it and there's also payment. So Let's say yeah. that, I don't know, what was your base amount of money you would offer a pro to come visit for a week? I think like, so someone in my mind that was like, uh, like Apple Yard, like I was going to do anything I could. Like, uh, I think I offered him 1200 for the week, flights to and from, uh, like a daycare thing for his kid for the, like the day time during oh, the week wow. and a hotel room for the week. Uh, and transportation from the airport and, and yeah but like <clears throat> most of the other dudes i would never like i would like uh i talked to ashad just because like knowing him i offered him that like sure. but uh like some of those i remember who was it oh david gravette asked me one time if he was going to get paid and it was like before i had dealt with all that it was like uh and he and i would just like went out to the bar Mm-hmm. and he didn't know if he was going to get paid i didn't want to tell him what that meant but like i don't know i i do some of those dudes really got the short end of it <laughs> so did he end up getting a check uh other times i know he did that particular one i'm not sure but he came back so he oh. didn't hate it okay interesting yeah apple yard gravette anybody else noteworthy that you reached out to yeah, I'm trying to think. Colorado <laughs> skaters, there's Angel Ramirez, but you were there uh, a little past his prime, I think. No, but David Reyes came, and we talked about Angel a lot because uh, they were pretty good friends. Yeah, um, yeah, he's one of them. Um, I don't know if there are. I can't even really think of any other Colorado pros. Like a lot of people rolled through, but as far as like I reached out to for skate camp. Like Brad McLean, I ran his board over with a golf cart on accident. <laughs> I stopped too fast and his board fell out and I ran it over. I thought it was kind of funny, but he, he had a miserable time. He just complained the entire time he was there. So really, he was going to be sour whether it was funny or not. Yeah. So what do most kids complain about if possible? I imagine that they're out there, maybe homesick, but were there any common complaints that kids uh, and pros had? Oh, pros or like the kids? Anybody. Uh, the pros, the elevation, they couldn't handle it. They're like, uh, they were half of them were like Monday, Tuesday, were just throwing up. Um, <clears throat> they also, uh, it was very noticeable 
when they went out and the next day because uh, also because of the elevation mm-hmm. um but the kids yeah it was like homesickness bullying like all the standard kid stuff uh stolen stuff i remember one time one of the uh because it was a mixed building like there were employees and kids in there there's lost and found there's a video of a kid like an older guy just like with a bucket putting all the kids like lost and found stuff <laughs> in the bucket leaving. yeah yeah i remember watching that video like from the security thing and they were like do you know who this is and i have no idea there's <laughs> just some old head with a bucket yeah getting Damn. some water bottles and sunglasses and water crap. bottles too oh it i don't know what you could possibly take over there that would have like a kid would have left that would have been worth it yeah i don't know but oh i mean clothes maybe but water bottles that's pretty grimy yeah no i we would throw away countless water bottles every week because don't they just give them out i feel as if i ended up with so many yeah and i went no i i ended up with so many yeah with like soda i remember I, i got anything i wanted so it was like soda and the worst stuff you could get yeah oh my god the kids with the candy yeah was that a big deal oh that was also oh my god i didn't even i I forgot about all this the camper credit cards that was hilarious (laughs) so uh one it was hilarious from the respect of like uh or the aspect of like i was listening the to the front desk people had to tell the kids how much balance was left and it'd be like, all right, after this, like these four Snickers bars, this Butterfinger and this Coke, you have $637 left. So like, <laughs> what can a kid do here with that much money in a week? But they'd buy their friends skateboards and like stuff like that and outrageous things. And uh, on Friday at the award ceremony, they introduced their friends and like, this is who I bought the skateboard for. And their parents, you could see were fuming. And I was on my way out like Friday, I was down there. <laughs> Ah, that's good. Um, I guess this is, yeah, I can ask this. So I remember that the camp counselors in the cabin towards the end of the week would kind of mention like, hey, we're only making so much anything's appreciated. So let me Mm -hmm. ask, what is an average Woodward cabin counselor, skate instructor make? during the week so does it vary uh, depending on location it i'm sure it varies a little bit on location but i would say copper is probably one of the higher paying ones just because colorado has higher wages okay um but i can remember oh man they had the counselors had to sign an overtime exemption uh because they would work well over 40 hours and yeah i would say they they were probably lucky to get like 12. Wow. Most of the counselors all the, like during the day they were off. So they would just, they were like ski bums. They would just go up on snow ride for free during the summer. I guess there's some appeal in that. I can't imagine that job being any fun. I can remember. I definitely remember like uh, one time where I had to like stand up and kind of calm the counselors down from revolting against one of the, their leaders. Mm-hmm. I can understand making that little and them telling you no over time. Yeah. So do you know how much they were making per week? 
I I want to say Average most of them. Are, uh, I'd have to do the math. I would say they're twelve dollars an hour, like fifty hours a week. Okay. But oh man, and they had the rent taken out, so they like had to live there and had uh, to pay rent. So yeah. and that was automatically yeah. I guess a bed's a bed there, huh? Yeah. Wow, it's kind of messed up. Yeah, no, it was rough. You figure there would be some incentive to do it versus having to pay your way to stay there, but I, I never understood yeah. how they could fill those positions, but they always <laughs> did. What were most of the applicants like? I imagine you did some of the hiring. I did all the hiring for my department. Um, so like I hired all the skate coaches, scooter coaches, BMX coaches. I hired like the indoor staff. I trained all of them. Um, yeah, I did a lot of hiring. That was, that's where a lot of the weird stories and like most interesting stories from my time come, I think. We would love to hear it if you want to continue. Yeah. Um, well, like one thing, and I, I like, you'd probably find this shocking because it's like we've worked in very similar fields, but like the amount of resumes I got with pictures on them, like jesus christ i don't need to see what you look like like i i was looking through my pictures and that was one of those things it's like i have like seven or eight resumes that i just took a picture of the computer screen because i was just look at this um <laughs> like professional pictures done like it's like headshots yeah yeah okay and then some of them are like action shots like i remember this one this one particular scooter coach that i i didn't hire him uh, he was hired. We were like, uh, I, I think I was back east, and he got hired in the time that I was gone. Like uh, my boss had done it, because um, that scooter coach is a hard one to fill. Because you talk to him, and it's just like no. Um, but he got hired, and uh, yeah, he had all he had like wakeboarding pictures on his resume, and like, scootering pictures, and but. Um, he was the most interesting person I've ever met. I, I genuinely like the kid. My boss very much so didn't. Um, but he, I remember we were cleaning. It was like two, I, I think it was the Saturday or Friday before the first Sunday of summer. camp, And we're getting like a last minute cleaning done. And ev- it's like everybody works. And um, so we're sitting there and my boss comes in and he's irritated looking. And I, I, he was a little shorter than me and I would always, I thought it was funny. So I'm smiley. So I thought it was funny when he got mad and he's like, Mike, can you grab the scooter coach uh, and come into the office? And I was like, yeah, cool. And um, he has this, like, I guess his parents have this snowboard brand called chronic. And he drove this big, like, uh, like truck around that had the chronic like that it wasn't like a weed logo but it just said chronic and like the stupid font and he had it and uh he had told me a couple of days ago he's like have a talk with him make sure he doesn't have that there when the kids are here and i was like all right cool and i guess i like i thought at the moment that he was like irritated that i hadn't had that talk yet and he was going to go do it and i was like all right cool like i will have this stupid talk that i think is dumb anyway and uh we get in and um during that last weekend is when they do the background checks like the like during orientation they'll go and like to take everybody to get fingerprinted and he's like hey joey can you tell me about this assault on your record and i was like oh shit had no idea about this didn't hire this kid like this is exciting uh he goes in and tells me this story about when he was uh 18 he like just to turn 18 and 
his parent or his neighbors had like a winery or something like that. His mom told him to go over and get a bottle of wine. And he came back and he must have hopped the fence and broke the fence or something. The neighbors got mad and called the cops. And then uh, the story, like he told it pretty much like, like this. And he's like, and I, I had some of the wine. And then the next thing I know, the cops are there. And then apparently I bit the cop. And it's like, a day and a half before camp starts. It's like I have one other scooter coach besides this kid. But he explained it away. I get I don't know. I think we were just in a tough spot, but he was a good kid. So he years. he still held on to the job. I think out of like uh honestly out of my necessity for it because I wasn't gonna be a scooter coach. Like I <laughs> so it came down to that. It was either him or you being scooter coach. Well it wasn't huh? gonna like it wasn't gonna be like that. I would have pulled somebody like that knew what they were doing off of another thing to do that or like a bike coach because they're all pretty good at that sure but i remember uh the one skate coach i had that was leading our group said i'm not gonna like drill you on a specific trick but if there's something you want to learn just let me know and i'll do my best to help you is that kind of the same way with scootering and biking um yeah well for the most part i let them like I told them, I was like, how they kind of want it, how Woodward tells me to do it. It's like, if say I have three coaches for each sport, do like beginner, intermediate, advanced, and like you do it in groups and somehow work it out like that. And if you want to do like teach kids specific tricks, especially with the younger kids, that works. But like a lot of the older kids uh, didn't really, they just like, they were there to skate and stuff. Sure. Uh, let's take a moment to thank our sponsors of the podcast. They're so wonderful. They're so great. Let's give a special shout out to our official sponsor, the secret tape. Maybe there's a colony of summer video collection on the secret tape. I don't know, but you can find them at thesecrettape.com. Let us know what your favorite colony of summer video is. Uh, we are also proudly sponsored by plants on fire. It's just a good snack. You're going to love it. Plantsonfire.co. Use the code allmyskatevideos15 for 15% off. You're going to love it. It's a great snack. Uh, And finally, Spectrum Skateboard Company, one of the only brands that really matters. I just finished skating the Corey Robinson deck, and I manualed farther than Kenny Anderson in One Step Beyond, and it was Switch. That's Spectrum Skateboard Company. You can find them on Instagram and also online. Thank you to our sponsors for sponsoring the podcast. And we're back. You doing okay? You need a break? So all good things comes to an end. That's a quote from Tom Penny, skateboarder. Um, When did you decide that leaving Woodward was an option or something that you had to do um well it was a lot of it had to do with uh the area of just being too outrageous to live like cost of living wise um but there was very few spots for me to move up and the people that were in the spots were young and it just didn't seem like a viable thing i didn't want to stay stagnant also had some family stuff going on uh a few disagreements with uh, kind of the middle management of the mountain. Um, 
kind of caused me one day to rant at lunch. And then I think one of the girls that was new told my boss and he came in all fat, passiony and fiery. And then I told him I was done. Done. Got it. And so looking back on this time, having spent almost an hour chatting about it, um, were there any fulfilling moments of the job? Like when you look back, moments where it really felt like a good experience, something that was fruitful for you or maybe for others? Absolutely. Like, I mean, aside from the skate camp being thing kind of being weird, uh, it was probably the best job I'll ever have. Like, subtract pay and weird other little things like that and cost of living like just purely day-to-day like get to work go home from work it was such a fun job um yeah like most of the days i especially later on working there last couple years i wouldn't really skate during the day uh just so i could go skate with my friends after i would just hang out with like the little kids and do the hike on like the little adventure camp or like just yeah I don't know I got to I had the freedom to kind of like bounce around between everything and ride on my golf cart and I don't know did you get a whistle I feel as if if you're on one of these jobs you also get a whistle with it no they had a megaphone I'm pretty I can raise my voice pretty loud so yeah like yeah and they had a like a PA system over uh the barn building so I could always do that. Got it. Do you keep in contact with anybody that worked there? Yeah. Most of the people that I worked with, if not all now are gone, um, don't work there anymore. Uh, It was like the summer that I left, uh, one of the dudes, he was the one who ran like all of the counselor stuff and a lot of the snow stuff during the winter he left. And then I left and then it was like a short trickle down. Even my boss apparently left a few months ago. Um, But yeah, I keep in touch with a lot of them. Uh, The one person who got me the job still very good friends with. Where did the other people end up when they left? Um, Some of them. So like being that it's all kind of like ski industry up there. A lot of them went to like a competing mountain. Like I know they went there, uh, at least three of them went there. One moved back to New York. Um, one decided to get his master's and one is doing like construction. work. Got it. So, uh, if you had to recommend this job to somebody, what's that ideal candidate like to work the skate coach position at Woodward? Like a skate coach position? Yeah, uh, or any type of job at Woodward. Like, what's their age range? What did what characteristics? Um, <clears throat> if, like, the younger you are and more into just, like, your free time skating and or skiing or whatever like that, I would say those coach and counselor positions are nice. Like, but when you get to be, I would say even, like, 21, 22, it's probably pretty rough because – you can't do the things that 21 and 22 year olds want to do at like a ski resort. Sure. Uh, um, I would say I was the perfect age for the job I had and like the management positions around me. It was all like, uh, I started, I was 27 when I started, everybody was around 25 to 30. Uh, I think my boss was 36 or 37. He was the oldest. Got it. Okay. 
And again, this episode isn't sponsored by Woodward Camps. I was just curious what stories you had and what uh, yeah. that experience was like since you were out yeah. there for a little bit. Um, I know I have a pro story. This may help uh, push into the next bit that I think you have, but I remember the one year I was there at Woodward and there was a product toss and Anthony Shetler was the visiting pro. And I guess I bonded with the one guy in my cabin, the counselor, and he was up there handing out product and like nodded over to Anthony Shetler to give me a shirt. So I got an extra yeah. large split t-shirt that I gave to my dad. Sick. I think he might still wear it. Yeah. He might've ripped a hole in the um, armpit, but as we conclude this chat, there was a pro story that you had from where you grew up. Did you want to talk about that? Um, yeah. So grew up in the suburbs of Philly. Uh, the school I student taught at was the same school that Chris Cole went to. Um, and he would pop up at local spots when I was in middle school and high school. Um, two times in particular, uh, I can remember being asked to leave uh, my friends and I once at a ledge, it was like a straight out ledge. They were filming for Hot Wax. I can't remember exactly who did a trick on it, but I remember him being there. And uh, we rolled up like as they were in progress filming. And I'm fairly confident it was uh, Ian Barry it was like, you guys can't be here. Um, and then uh, also another time, uh, there was a gap that was across the street from the neighborhood I grew up in. And Tom and Tom Aston and Chris were skating it. And I remember Chris Cole, Ollie, like his head was in the trees. Because he popped so high. And as little kids, we were like, wow. And then I guess I was bugging out because Chris Cole was there. They did it again. They were like, yeah, we got to get out of here. But, yeah. That's funny. Yeah, I wonder those, why, those why that too. was. Was it like the filmer or the skater? And like uh, their, their bugginess? I think pro skateboarding is serious business, man. Yeah. Can't have little no kids around. Okay. Well, that about wraps it up. Is there any other story you have? Anything else you want to mention? Um, do you know who Taylor Bingaman is? I thought this was funny because I was looking through my photos. The name sounds really familiar. He, he, ride he was for like Creature? a, uh, yeah, he rides, he rides for Creature. Oh, okay. uh, yeah, yeah they told me I had no idea who he was. And like, sometimes like I would know who the pros were most of the time, but this time for some reason I had no idea who he was or what he looked like or anything like that. And it was the Monday and we were doing uh, the like first, they had like a King of the road style thing that they did. And I was talking about it and I was like uh, standing on top of the mini ramp and he was standing right next to me. And I was like, and apparently Taylor Bingham supposed to be here, but I'm not really sure. Nobody told me anything <laughs> and all the kids are looking at me, but you know, I don't think any, like half the time, I don't think those kids thought I actually skated anyway. So it was pretty cool. Yeah. Um, did they ever <clears throat> spread rumors about you or anything like that? Not really, but about other people. There were yeah. Like, yeah. Any noteworthy ones come to mind? Um, not particularly. Uh, I'm friendly with some of the people and I don't want to put them on blast. Sure, sure. Understandable. Okay. Well, that'll do it for this week's episode of All My Skate Videos. Again, this was a substitute for the Rock Audio Grind Queen Truck Company episode. 
hopefully we can unearth that episode but i thought this was pretty fun mike did you have fun doing this yeah it's fun okay it wasn't dragging you through the mud or anything like that that's good oh not at all great i didn't even know it was almost an hour like yeah when you said that i was shocked (laughs) time flies um you can find all my skate videos on instagram at all my skate videos you could shoot us an email we would love that at amsvpod at gmail.com we're proudly sponsored by spectrum skateboard company plants on fire and the secret tape we will see you in two weeks you might have noticed that these episodes come out every two weeks and i think that's the pace we're going to be moving with uh that'll do it for this week i've been carl thank you for listening all right